Welcome back into the second hour of the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. We are live on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. This hour of Real Kipper and Bourne brought to you by Bet365. That Kipper is Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. It's Wednesday night. Can only mean one thing. Always like just a handful of games. Not ever busy on Wednesday. Do you, you know notice why? that? Yeah, because we clear one out here on Sportsnet for us. So everyone watches us. Is that what, what it is? Wednesday night hockey, baby. Which Borny is on tonight? And I'm not it, jealous yeah. you're on TV tonight. No. I'm jealous that you're going to get a nice meal before the show. <laughs> yes, we do. We get a lovely meal. It's and steak not and that sweet I'm potatoes last week. Complaining. Mm-hmm. Wow. Not Better that I'm complaining. I mucked before the show. <laughs> but last week, I, we did a regional game. Oh, here we go. Here and, we go. <laughs> and all we work here from four to six. We're racing over there oh. to get ready for a pregame. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was kind of hungry. And then... Let me ask you something. When are you not hungry? Yeah, that's a good point, <laughs> Thank too. You. Thank that's you. That's a good point, Thank too. You. Thank you. So... I'm kind of looking around. Let's get hungry. <laughs> and they've got this like amazing like cabinet and I'm told <laughs> there's like food in this thing. Okay. I'm told. And okay. it's locked. Okay. Like, keeps like, rattling like, the like, doors like he's in prison. Locked. <laughs> and I don't I'm like food. <laughs> um Hey, anybody, anybody got the key to this? <laughs> There's cheese strings in the And fridge. there is no key for a regional broadcast. Which brings us to our conversation with Will Liu before the game, talking oh about the God. Raptors media meal. Do you know what the Raptors media meal it, is? I think it's the same with the Leafs, too. Was a no media meal? No, I think you get like a voucher or something. The last year I went, you were getting like Hell, a voucher. when I was with the Marlies, the Marlies media got like a nice spread, a nice buffet. Oh, buddy, you know, they're, they're not making and, that much at MLSE. <laughs> <laughs> and Will's just saying that, you know, especially in the NBA. Will, the director, wasn't complaining. We were asking. No, for sure. But we were asking and complaining for him. <laughs> yeah, we were saying that is unacceptable. But when the NBA, Will was saying, when teams like the LA Lakers come in, like they're like everybody's dumbfounded because well, apparently uh, the LA Lakers serve shrimp the size of <laughs> Sammy's head, apparently. Well, when I used to go down to the games for Lease Nation post game, they would put out, uh, before the game, they'd put out a oven full of pizza. Yeah. Pizza, pizza. And bud, Throw you, the boys, kid a pie. you boys better see in the schlubs. The lineup for that baby was sick. <laughs> <laughs> and they put popcorn out for the minions and you would eat popcorn and they'd get, po- I don't know if they don't, they don't do that anymore, I guess. I don't know. They put ice cream in the cooler for the first intermission. They, they'd provide. And for the record, yeah. MLSE does a fantastic yeah. job in the alumni room. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. In general. So don't they dump don't. on the MLSE and ruin it for uh, the alumni right now. <laughs> the, the alumni box was really good food. Yeah, I'd the, like to go back there the, sometime. Uh, yeah, the alumni eating Pacific salmon <laughs> imported from the West Coast. <laughs> Meanwhile, the media is mucking a dry <laughs> slice of saw. <laughs> We're going to ask uh, Kevin Day off, general manager of the Winnipeg Jets, in a few minutes. Uh, what the media meal? What, the, what they serve in, in Winnipeg. Yeah. <laughs> Does hey, anyone care? Maybe we'll... It doesn't matter. We're entertaining <laughs> ourselves. I'll tell you what. Hey, I, listen, I was a video coach in the AHL. We'd go play in Manitoba. They had a nice media spread out for us. They do a great job there. Love it. 
Maybe will if you said a few nice things about the Raptors. He does lately. He's pro Raptors. He loves. Okay, Raptors. maybe then it's his buddies. Yeah. They yeah. need to. He, well, what was the best media? The best media story was the Eakins taking away the donuts. That is really great. When he put out the he put out the <laughs> carrot sticks and stuff with the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's welcome in Kevin Shovelday, off general manager of the Winnipeg Jets, where they sit uh, very comfortably third in the uh, Central Division. Now, Chevy, did you have to take food away from the media, in, you know, over your, the course of your career at all? Uh, this is the NHL, the Never Hungry League. So <laughs> like, you can't take the food away. You know, that's uh, you know, it's it's a funny story. Uh, you know, well, uh, a friend of mine once told me they said that you can uh, buy a buy a media guy a order of chicken wings on the road sometime, and uh, you know, you'll you'll forever get some good stories. Out of it, so. <laughs> You're not <laughs> wrong. It'll go a long way. Well, I think. Uh... I think the media in, in the Jets should be eating very well because uh, certainly it's been a, a, a good start. It, it, can we consider it a, still a start at uh, roughly 30 games? Um, just just the overall view, while many, including me, may be surprised, Chevy, like where is it sitting with you overall with your team? Well, obviously, we've, we've made lots of changes to the group here over the course of time and, and over the course of the summer. And, and um, we've had lots of, uh, you know, different um, uh, goings on, I think, like any NHL team. But, um, you know, th- this summer, obviously, at the draft, we, uh, you know, we made a trade that I think, um, you know, signaled, you know, what direction we wanted to try to keep pointing this franchise and um, you know, we're very excited about uh, you know the prospects of, of getting a, a Gabe Velarde and Alex Iafalo and, and Erasmus Kupari uh, to give us that you know a little bit more depth and dimension, I guess, to uh, you know to our group. And, um, and we were able to sign um, you know Helly and Scheif, you know at the beginning of the year, right before training camp. Um, you know, we had an opportunity to extend Nino Niederreiter here just just shortly. So um, you know, it's a good group of guys. Obviously, we've had. Uh, um, you know, some some tough times here as well. Uh, you know, we went through a, a period of time there where Rick Bonus was away from the team. And, um, you know, I think it just really helped to show how much all these guys care about each other and care about the coaching staff and, and the job that, you know, Scott Arneal and, and, and Brad Lauer and Marty Johnson did to, uh, you know, to, to, to pick up where, you know, what Bowman's was, was talking about. I think it just speaks volumes to, you know, how close this group really is. Chevy, when I look at your team, I, I believe they you guys have won 20 straight games, giving up three or fewer goals. I don't know if in the past you would have considered yourself uh, defensive stalwarts or whatever, but right now your team just does not give up a pile of goals. To what do you attribute to that too? Is that a team structure thing, goaltending D? Where do you lay the uh, the credit for that? Well, you know, certainly, again, you, you, you have to start with the goaltending. There's no question about it that uh, a player like Connor Hellebuck um, you know, has, uh, has really established himself as one of the upper echelon goalies, but, um, you know, it is a mindset of bones, uh, you know, it is a mindset of that, that we tried to instill, uh, when bones came into the organization, um, you know, uh, last year and, uh, and it takes time, but, you know, it's something that, um, um, you know, again, guys take, uh, you know, take, take pride in, I think. And, you know, if you look at our leadership core, um, you know, Adam Lowry being our captain, uh, you know, Josh Morrissey, uh, Mark Shifley, they've, they've all really, you know, established, you know, uh, an identity with how we want to play and, and the way Bones wants us to play. We're talking to Kevin Cheveldayoff, general manager of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, 
uh, want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Gabe uh, Velarde in terms of uh, an incredible performance uh, on his return back to L.A. And just the overall sense, Chevy, in terms of uh, the appreciation for uh, the trade that you made with Pierre-Luc Dubois and how hard it is when everybody knows that this player doesn't want to return and you're up against the clock and you're able to make a trade, a significant one, without feeling like you're, you're, you're not delivering the goods. I mean, it's, it's, an, it's not a great position to be in and uh, it's, it's worked out incredibly well. Well, it's, uh, you know, again, uh, there's there's lots of different things and different circumstances that come into play in the National Hockey League. And, um, you know, sometimes uh, opportunities present themselves. And 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 here this was uh, this was a good opportunity for us, um, you know, to, to uh, kind of reshape, um, you know, how our forward group looks. And, and uh, a guy like Gabe, uh, you know, it was it was awesome. It was so awesome to see because he went through so much already this year with. Um, you know, having a knee injury that kept him out uh, for the better part of six or seven weeks. And, um, you know, for him to come back and, and go into LA and, and have the game that he did, you know, th- those are the type of things that um, are special, you know, and and uh, and the guys really, you know, really felt for him, you know, and it's it's just awesome to, um, you know, when, when a player like that can get um, rewarded. Uh, again, it just it just helps the you know the team become even that much closer. Can I ask during that process, was there uh, other options for you at the time? Was this crystal clear the 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 avenue for you? Uh, just in terms of again, uh, how do you, how do you pick at the end of it? Was it close with other teams? Yeah, and I don't want to let up too many secrets. No, 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 no. give us every yeah, all the names. A do it, do it. Let, let, let's just say I watched, you know, I watched draft day a couple of times. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, again, you, you you do your due diligence, and and um, you know, you you try to do the best that uh, that you can. Obviously, um, you know, LA was very aggressive and 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 very you know upfront uh, in in wanting to uh, to make it happen, and and um, you know, fortunately, it, it worked out for both sides. Um, you know, I can't help but think about, you know, the, the path this team has taken, you know, the end of last year, uh, you know, Bones said some things about the team being disappointed that there wasn't more pushback. He was frustrated over the years. They've seen, uh, line a little frustrated and wanted out, you know, Wheeler. I don't know if he's frustrated at all, but Dubois was maybe frustrated. I want to talk about character in the room and how much you believe that maybe just having guys who want to be there attributes you know is part of the reason for success or what do you think character how much it matters in team success well i think it matters a lot and i think you know going back to last year you know at the end of the season um you know you're emotional there's very there's lots of emotions coaches are emotional too and and you know you just you know obviously uh you know lost and and you're done you're out of the playoffs um when you sink that much heart uh and, and and energy and emotion into um, the season and know that it's come to an end. Um, there, there is a lot of hard emotion, but I was thankful for that because, you know, that led to obviously lots of hard and, 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 and poignant and, and honest conversations with, with lots of the players. And, and that's, you know, what it, what it was all about. And, um, I, I really, I really don't think, 
you know, that we we get to that point of being able to sign, you know, Shaif and, and Heli without having all those things transpire. Because um, now if you look at how our team is is built, you know, the very first, uh, um, you know, the, the actually the second guy, I guess, that we drafted in our very first year is now the captain of our team. He's gone through our development process. Um, you know, he's, he's grown up, uh, you know, as a Winnipeg Jet, and now he's the captain. Our very first um, player that we drafted, Mark Shifley, um, you know, just, you know, now signed on for, for eight more years. Um, and, uh, you know, again, has grown up through our process and you can keep on going, Josh Morrissey, uh, um, you know, all these players, Kyle Connor, Nick Ehlers, players that we drafted players that we developed players that grew up here. Um, and, and when I was sitting down with, with Mark and Connor, um, at the beginning of the year, and we're talking about the extensions, even before I got into negotiations, um, you know, with their agents really in, in, on the final stretches of, of anything is it was very clear two things. These two players are very driven to want to win the Stanley Cup. And the second thing that was ultimately very clear is, is they want to do it with this group of guys. Um, and then they really care about each other. Kevin, you talked about Josh Morrissey just moments ago. Uh, there's no question that he is now uh, constantly in conversations amongst the best defensemen in the league but we do know that there's a few teams out there that uh, need help on the blue line I mean can we think that the Winnipeg Jets and and you would in particular would be looking to revamp that not revamp but build off of that blue line or like where are you on 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 the back end well, I think, you know, again, if, if you know, obviously um, you're always looking to see what's available maybe to improve your team. If, if you're so lucky to be in that um, in, in that space of, of, of uh, wanting to, um, you know, fill some holes uh, and, and your, your, you know, your team is, 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 is certainly something that um, warrants it. But, you know, again, we'll take a look at, at how things go uh, at, over a period of time here and, um, you know, really haven't identified any areas, you know, yet. Um, we've obviously lost Kyle Connor here for, you know, six to eight weeks and, and, uh, just got Gabe Velarde back. Uh, Rasmus Kupari is now starting to skate. Um, you know, young player like Vili Hainola, who had a great camp, you know, is just starting to skate again. So there's, you know, there's, there's lots of ebbs and flows that, that go, you know, throughout. Um, but again, I, I think a lot of things, a lot of our success, isn't about an individual um, you know, outside of maybe a Connor Hellebuck, um, you know, who obviously plays a very important position. It's about a team and it's about a structure and it's about playing a certain way. So it's not necessarily about going and finding that unicorn, um, you know, to, to, to kind of, you know, put you over the proverbial top. It's about finding things that fit, you know, your team structure. What are your thoughts on the so the division right now? You guys are second in points percentage. You're just a you're a hair behind Dallas. You're right there uh, with the top teams in the division. What are your thoughts on the West and your division this year? I don't want to say that it's weaker necessarily, but it doesn't seem like there's a juggernaut like a team that's running away with it all. Does that make you feel more confident, and more bold about doing something to to get yourself in a position to really try to win that division? Well, I think that it, it obviously what it stays says to me is that any team on any given night, because there is such a, you know a closeness in mm-hmm. our division, you know, or a conference even you know can can win. So um, you know it, it's one of those things where you truly you know start looking at the uh you know at the races you know early on because um 
Um, you know, you, you you want to have consistency. You want to you know play with a, a level of structure, and you have to play a certain way. And um, that's really what you know kind of drives us on a, on a on a regular basis. It's not necessarily about you know okay, well you know we're going to be the top of the division, and and that's exciting for for you know obviously for every reason. If for us, it's it's one of focusing on structure and consistency. Chevy. Really appreciate your time, man. Thanks for doing this, eh? Hey, by the way, hold on for a second. We know uh, the NHL draft is going to stay traditional for one more year in Vegas. Were you one of the guys that wanted to get rid of it? Is it better for uh, you or a team like Winnipeg to do it remotely? Actually, we, I think, were one of the very few teams that voted to uh, keep it traditional. Mm. Um, you know, we, we for several reasons, uh, you know, one, I think, you know, just the, you know, the, the fact of doing things, you know, differently as, you know, as far as the league, but, um, you know, at, at one point in time, we were hopeful to host a, a draft here, you know, with, uh, in Winnipeg and, and stuff like that. So that was kind of our driving force, but, you know, again, there, there's lots of pros and cons to, to both sides of it. And, and, um, there's certainly something to be said to, you know, to have your, you know, all your staff together and, and Hey, like I said, I've been watching draft day quite a bit. So, you know, <laughs> we know, we know all about it. You know, now there's a book, uh, Doug McLean wrote on the draft. You you realize that, right? Yeah, he's steering Best clear. Best seller, I heard. Best yeah. seller, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So everyone's heard. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Chevy, really appreciate your time, man. All the best, okay? Awesome. I uh, hope everyone has a great holiday season, and uh, thanks for having me on today. Thanks, Chevy. Appreciate Kevin, it. Chevel Dayoff, general manager of the Winnipeg Jets, and uh, doing a terrific job because they are in the mix in the West. Yeah, they're one point out of first, ahead of Colorado by win percentage now, best goal differential in the division. Pretty good team. You nailed it there, though, for me, with the about how any team that's good in the West, it's like, we got a real chance to go to the yeah. final. Well, that to me is like, that should be the impetus to like, be like, we should add here. I know we were talking about uh, earlier in, our, like in our show about like what Max Domi with the Leafs, mm-hmm. Yarncrock. Is it Robertson? Is it somebody else? And then you got their third line technically mm-hmm. is Lowry, mm-hmm. Mason Appleton, and Nita Ryder. That's a third line. That's heavy. They're, well, they're a, a defensive line. juggernaut too. Yeah, they, they play against other teams' best lines. Like that's like when you're not re- if you're not you know if you want to take Shifley off mm-hmm. a, a, a best on best. Throwing Lowry down there to shut down top centerman. Yeah. No, that's Great super, option. Super effective. You know what the strangest thing is? And I thought about asking Chevy about it, but I know how the answer would go. But mm. just like that Nick Ehlers. Ehlers is such an interesting player to me. You know, he's dynamic. He shoots. He's fast. He's, you know, he gets him a couple of scraps a year. He plays 16 minutes a night he's every year. feisty too. But he barely plays. And it's not like one coach has made that call his whole career. They obviously know. So I, I don't know. He's the guy I just can't make heads you know, or tails there, of sometimes. There, there's some guys. Yeah, 23 points already this year playing 16.07 a night. There's, That's strange. There's, yeah. I, I really believe that the that, that coaches have this kind of filing cabinet that says, this guy, I'm going to squeeze the most out of him between 14 and 16 minutes. Yeah. If I go 17 he's or no 18, good. he's no good. Yeah. I lose him. He, there's something. There's a major drop off. That was Willie for a long time. Yeah, well, that's 
what made me think of it and why so we're talking about the Jets and Wednesday night hockey tonight and I'll talk about Ehlers a little bit and so I've been yeah. that's exactly it yeah. for me it's is Willie was the guy who played 16 17 and yeah. it was always like ah, I should get more and all of a sudden he found this next yeah. year and he's playing 19 20 mm-hmm. and yeah. Ehlers hasn't been given that longer leash Tavares yet. same thing like Take a Great look. At 19, 17, don't want him at 21. 17 and 19, you'll never see Sheldon go 21, 22 with him. Some guys, and I'll say I was this kind of player, if you're playing a ton, we'll conserve energy, right? Like you'll save, you'll go for a shift and you'll wait for an opportunity to go on an offensive opportunity. Otherwise, they just don't keep the pedal down. And some guys, you just kind of need to say, you're going to play yeah. 16, 17 minutes, go pedal down every shift, and we'll get more out of you than having you kind of coast around. Like Bourne did in the coast. <laughs> uh, I asked Kevin Shovelday off about the back end and like Morrissey, Pionk, but not not big, not heavy. Dylan. Blue line. He's a lot of man. Dylan's fine, but it's not enough to think you're gonna go three yeah. or four rounds. Mm-hmm. He he he's gotta shop that that blue line. Nate Schmidt would be never been a big Nate Schmidt. Wonderful. Oh, I love Nate Schmidt. I do never been a huge fan. Yeah. He would be wonderful if he wasn't making six million yes. a year. So let this be a lesson to parents out there. Listen to every team what they need. Every single team needs D men. Right shot D. You for a right D. shot D who will run into a couple guys. Even if you don't, just be a good right shot D. Right shot D. Justin the, Hall's making nine schmel. It's the most coveted okay, position in like all of hockey. That's three sheets all day three long. Three sheets a year just to bank it off the glass and keep guys away from the net for a bit. Yeah. You know, there's value, huge value there to teams. And everyone's searching for, can I get Chris Tanev? Can you, can you give me Sean Walker? What else you got? You know. Jacob Middleton? You, he's left. God, it's so I'm far sorry, removed, but like Dustin... Bufflin. Oh, my God. My favorite hockey oh, players of all time. Oh, God, was he fun to watch. You know, guy's career highlight pack, like if you can pull a minute mix together. Tape. Like his, his mixtape is as good as it gets. As good as anyone's for a defenseman. Bufflin back on that blue line. Was it Bufflin? Where is Bufflin? Oh, he's fishing. Yeah, he's Where ice fishing he? in northern Minnesota. Fishing. He's living in semi-seclusion in northern Quebec. <laughs> what a man. <laughs> What's that? That's from uh, Slapshot. Thank you. Thank you. Like, uh, oh I think God, it's uh, Andre the Poodle Lassard. He's been living <laughs> I, I, in semi-situation. I, I, in order I wonder. Well, I got to watch know, that over the holidays. What a movie. You know, this is just me speculating now. But hmm. the turmoil that that room had, I don't think can ever be overstated. Oh, yeah. A few years ago. I think so. And my bet is that it played into... Bufflin shutting it down. Just not wanting to do it. Uh, it was it was not contentious fun. there for a few years. It was. The are, no, we, are we going to get was, like it was a, the no fun league for him? Yeah. Are we going to get some like post career thirty by 30, 30, 30 for thirty, 30 yeah. on like that's like is it Wheeler? Or is, are we talking about Wheeler? Are we talking about Shifley? Talking about Bufflin uh, would be one of the more fascinating guys to me. No, to I, sit I don't down think. And talk. I don't think there's. Uh, listen, I don't think I don't think there's any like huge story. For a documentary on the Winnipeg Jets, it it's just guys are mean to each other. It was, it was yeah. guys kind of fighting for their space, it's kind of guys sucking oxygen out of the room. Mm. And I, I'm, I told you, I, I love an alpha dog, but I'm not sure they knew who their alpha dog was a few years ago. Yeah, and you know, 
I just going back to Buffalo mixtape. The there's a hit that I he know the one. is it Mark Stone on Mark Stone. That may be the hardest hit in NHL history. It's literally like a crash test dummy running into a brick wall. Yeah. He's skating fast, and then he his stops. Movement is stop. Yes, and who, progress. And who were the two guys that he was fighting at the same well, time? Well, the best part is he did it twice in his career. I think it was against Vegas. Where he was like Pulled throwing two guys two- out of the net, just like you two meatheads. <laughs> that was like a scene out of like the Three Stooges, where yeah. he just clanks them together. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I'm a big and he fan was of Bufflin. So good offensively, really good. Such but a good player. But wasn't he a forward when he started? Yes, with the with the Blackhawks, Dude, right? He was Brent Burns. Yeah, yes. he was. Yeah, he played forward. Then <laughs> whatever you want. To me, he was, he was a he hockey was player. You need me to pitch. <laughs> you need me to hit. What do you What do you need? Yeah. What well, do you want me to love do? That. We've gone a week and a half without mentioning that guy's name. Really appreciate <laughs> it. Show him. But no, but like to to be able to play two separate positions in the NHL. Show like that, you're just an unbelievable hockey well, and player. And at one point, he was one of the ten best D in the NHL. Yeah, he was like, amazing. He was his his career high is high. Yeah, he was the man. Wish he still played. Same. And now he loves life, probably. Yeah, he's doing great. Fishing, and, lots of money. Oh yeah, hunting fish, living in Minnesota. Got a cup. Yeah, got the respect of us. Yeah. What else do you need? That's all that matters. <laughs> what else you need? All right, so game much time, more. boys. Yes. Let her rip. All right, it's game. Sammy. It's game, game time. time. Whoa. Was there just a drop there? Yeah. Okay. Not. It really caught me off guard because I said it the exact same time as me. Anyways, like cut. stereo. I spook, I spook like a horse. I need blinders. Uh, it's game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. And not a ton of games tonight, as mm-hmm. you know. Uh, we were talking about earlier. Looking at the game that you're doing tonight. Um, Red Wings, me talking about how they might be good. Uh, maybe they might not be good. Yeah, starting to trend to not Goodsville for me, but you know I don't mind them as a plus one thirty underdog. They do have some skill. I know the Jets just lost on home back. ice. They lost just lost on home ice to the Habs, right? So yes, they're probably not thrilled about that. I would imagine they're a really good team. And imagine they wouldn't have two back to back bad ones at home. So all those reasons and more is probably why the Red Wings are plus one thirty. But I don't think the Red Wings suck that bad. So I like the shot as plus one thirty. Okay. Boys, like. Who, who's their goalie? Uh, so Huso hurt himself on Monday. Mm-hmm. Lyon hurt himself on Sunday. So they have James Reimer backed up by Michael Hutchinson tonight. Hutch is back. Hutch is in the lead. Oh, my God. Every year he gets his <laughs> cup like, of coffee. He, he always comes back. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's hard to keep yourself in the mix. Yeah, it's impressive. When you're you must make down, it down, down to that. Yeah. No, and then, oh, I know what you mean, yeah. And um, sorry, just go back to the other one. The other thing is, do the L.A. Kings and Seattle Kraken play every night? Just feels like every time I look at the schedule, it's like those teams playing every night. Uh, love the Kings, hate the Squids. So this is a pure love one team, hate the other team. Give me the Kings by a goal and a half on home ice at plus 145 tonight because I think they're a way better team. Yep. And I think they're probably running up on the, on the uh, Squids. Don't have a lean in Caps, Isles. To me, that is a completely unpredictable event. Mm-hmm. Anything could happen in that game. But your aisles are starting to get hot, so maybe we'll talk about that a little bit in news and notes. Yes. Uh, and that's what I have today. So that was Game Time, presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19+. plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Beautifully done. Thank All right, you, sir. Uh, we're going to get into news and notes. You want to get one in before break, or you want to save them all for after the break? Save them. Save them. Save them. It's unanimous. That's, that's a later problem. Tonight we give you the, my New York Ranger... Unanimous story. 
No, but might as well fit it in here. Yeah, we got time. So Keenan always kind of, when he had a question on who he was going to start in that, he'd go to Coley Campbell and uh, and uh, Dick Todd mm. to get their feedback. But, you know, they also were scared to say who, which one went first because it would influence the third guy. It's like yeah. if you guys went, you know, two on Richter, I'm not going Healy and look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Keenan had them write down the names, right? Yeah. And then throw them in the middle of the table, yeah. and then we all open them up, and we'll see who we wrote down. Okay. So first one went Healy. Yeah. The second one went Healy. And the third one went Healy. Richter. And Keenan goes, <laughs> that's unanimous. We're going with Richter. <laughs> I like that. Thanks, that for your two, thanks for your two cents. Thanks for your two cents. Yeah. So there you go on news and notes after oh the break on Real Kipper and Bourne. Breaking down the top stories in hockey and Elliot Friedman every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. It's news and notes. The real Kipper and Bourne show. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. Can we straighten out this Nolan Patrick retiring, not retiring story, Sammy? We thought he retired, but he didn't. What's going on? I I don't know. First pick I saw, overall. I, I, I have to be know. honest with you. I saw it on Twitter and everybody was commenting on it. And I was like, oh, he retired. So you just take that at face value, which you absolutely should not it's, do. Unfortunately, been a real tough run for him since being picked first overall in the National Hockey League by the Philadelphia Flyers. I could not feel for him anymore. Um, you know, some concussions, some other injury issues, and it's just you don't get the chance to develop. You don't get a fair shot. Um, it's brutal, man. It's a tough game, and some it does worse and, by some people than others. And, uh, yeah, a lot of sympathy for and us. And Frege reached out to him. He tweeted that he reached out to Patrick today. He politely declined to talk, but he did text to say he is not officially retired. It's clear he prefers to stay under the radar. So, yeah, I so, think, you know, I think it would probably be pretty tough to see that everyone just is like, would assume that you would retire and that everyone just goes with it. That's yeah. probably pretty tough. This isn't, he's not Patrick, uh, Patrice Bergeron, sorry. He's Nolan Patrick at age 25. There's no reason for him to announce, uh, an, announce or officially announce. Yeah, well, it's true. Why would he even? There's like you don't do that. Yeah. There could be contract implications, insurance implications, and who knows if he wants to try it again? He's like I said, he's 25 years old, and in, only... in a year and a half, two years, who knows? Yeah. The only thing is, like, let's say he just decided that, like. He just values his – he doesn't want to put himself at risk anymore, and he's sick of answering questions, and he's just ready to move on. In that case, you might say, hey, I'm out. Leave me alone. But he's not made that statement, so we will give him his space and distance till he's ready to make some decisions. Hope he – you know, you just hope you, you sign a PTO somewhere, you catch on, yeah. turn it, it into another contract. Yeah. He could do a, I hope he becomes a coach or a manager yeah. or whatever it is he wants to do. But not retired. What is his – uh, okay, last a member of Vegas. Mm-hmm. What's his contract situation? Does he have 
just this year left on his deal? I'm looking right now. No. He... So that's yeah, yeah. Last year was the last year. I can see here. Yeah, he he has He's no contract. He has no year. contract this Free year. Contract. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I, there's just no, nobody really re- officially retires anymore. Only just like the greats. Yeah, that's you know, it. He's, yeah, you eventually you just stop getting contracts. That's kind of it. But yeah. yeah, I mean, he played 25 games last year, two goals and seven assists uh, with Vegas. That is the the last he's played. All right, last night the Edmonton Oilers and the New York Islanders, and just when we were ready to write off the New York Islanders, JB. Like me, okay, but you, how could have you? A hist- how could you have bailed on them? <laughs> Did I bail? Yeah, I bailed. You bailed. Oh, you bailed. I mean, it was looking good for the Edmonton Oilers. They get that early goal in a minute and twenty-three seconds from Drysidle, and they had ample opportunity to make it two nothing. But you let a team hang around. Here's why I bailed. I mean, the Isles have been built on defensive structure. Playing D, getting great goaltending, just mucking it up and hanging around games, and their D is no good. I did not foresee the Islanders becoming an absolute offensive juggernaut, and they now pour a ton of pucks in the net. The past 20 games, they're one of the top-scoring teams in the NHL. I mean, Horvat and Barzal are suddenly as hot a duo as you can find in the league. Simon Holmstrom... Has five short-handed goals. We're talking about Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi this year. We're saying, yeah. oh yeah, and the Leafs hour. Like, yeah, he's only got five goals. This kid has five shorties wow. this year for the Leafs. So they have a lot going for him on the offensive side of things that yeah. I, I didn't yeah. see coming. Horvath's, Noah Dobson, Horvath's playing points. really well. There's really a well. there's a guy that tweets us every week or so. My he's guy, like, who is it? He's, oh. he's always pissed. He's like, oh yeah, maybe Noah Dobson should have been over Geno Malkin in the top one. We're like, okay, buddy, we get it. We get He's it. Right. He's right. Off. He's right. He's right. Yeah. Thompson's so good. <laughs> Coming off eight wins in a row, the Edmonton Oilers have now lost three in a row. Mm-hmm. Is it three and or two? Three? I don't know. Is They've it... had four streaks this year. They lost a bunch, won a few, lost a bunch. Is it or, not sorry. three? Or, sorry, they... Sammy? What's that? So they've lost three in a row. Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah, my bad. Sorry. Yeah. I, yep. Sorry, they... So, here you are coming off of an incredible run, and does three in a row kind of give a lot of it back? But this is the thing with starting as badly as they did is that their margin for error was just so slim. So, yeah, you lose a few games, and suddenly you look, and it's like, oh, they're 13-15-1 with a minus two goal differential. But the, the West is so bad, Kip. Like 13-15-1, they're four points or less out of a wild card spot with games in hand. Like... They're, they're, here's what I will say. They're not that good. You know, like, they're going to make playoffs. Oh, yeah. They're going to be, they I, have great players, I, but they're goaltending. I, I can't recall covering an NHL season when we've looked at a dozen teams and go, yeah, they're good. And then go, oh, no, they're no good. Change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Your whole column every week, change my mind, should just be a new team that we flipped on. Are they good? I don't know. Yeah. They, no, they're no good. They're good. They're no good. Tampa. The Flames selling the farm two weeks ago. They're ahead of the Oilers. Well, I mean, we do talk every day. It's kind of our job to react to what's happening in those few days. Yeah. That's the thing. If every show were a zoom out big picture, it'd be a boring program. (laughs) But but no, you're right with the Oilers, though. The hole was massive. 
Mm-hmm. And like any, like if they lose to four or five in a row here, gets scary. So they got, they got to get streaking again. Yeah. Another yeah. team that we've gone from good to no good. Okay. Ottawa Senators. No, they were They blow bad. a three goal lead. But Sam, once upon a time, not only did a lot of people have this team making the playoffs, they had them maybe getting to a final four. My, well, pr- my prediction for them this year was they were going to make the eight seed and the Leafs were going to make the one seed and they were going to play them in the first round of the playoffs. Doesn't look like it's going to happen. I mean, I can t- I've defended the Oilers when they were on their skid and I've been going to bat for Ottawa. Ottawa is getting much harder to continue to go to bat for. You know, they're up 3 nothing in Arizona last night and losing regulation. Yeah. <laughs> their goaltending is not helping them out. You know, Kachuk fights again. No, can no, Brady Kachuk fight every night? Like... They need saves. Everybody needs saves. Yeah, you know where they're atrocious? Their penalty kill, their goal, their save percentage on the penalty penalty kill is worst in the NHL. So, like, they just can't get a save when they're shorthanded. Overall, their their goaltending really let them down. But I think part of that is their Ds. Just Where's their stars, though? Stutzla, uh, Norris, Batherson was supposed to have a career year. Yeah, you're waiting for these guys to take that step, right? It's all a lot Brady of hope and Kachuk promise. Now is just fighting. Now he's just a. Guess how many goals uh, Jimmy Stew has? Tim Stutzla on the season. He has 30 points in 27 games. How many are goals? Six. I, I looked at that. Ah, I was going to say five because yeah. five seems to be the magic number. Six, six goals. You know that's not 30 points is good. You're happy to see that, but certainly... And there's some nights early in the season when you watch them dancing around and whacking pucks out of the air where you're like... I love watching He's him. so close he, to being one a of the elite star. Of the yeah, I love watching him. And so I was... I went back and watched... Um, I was going to say uh, Jacques Lemaire, but not Jacques Lemaire. Jacques Martin. Jacques Martin. Jacques Martin. I went and watched him, and it's just... And he's like, why did you do this? You know, I listen to him talk. He's like, oh, it's going to be a, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. Like, it's supposed to. Our, this is the whole, the reason you fire a coach with this kind of team is so it does happen overnight. That's the whole point. Yeah, you don't start a rebuild again here. This no, is everyone's like, trying God. to move forward. I just can't like, beat this drum enough. I hate when you're ready to even close to start winning, it just needs to be the mindset right away. Like competing and trying to win every night. The Buffalo Sabres are guilty of this. Of being a team that, oh, well, the rebuild takes time and process, process, process. They draft all these good players. Can you trade for a few guys and try to win tomorrow night? Yeah, can we have some veterans that Yeah, you have like played? help these kids yeah. out. Like maybe let's try to get competitive t- tonight. Buffalo Sabres losers oh last night, 9-4 oh to Columbus Blue Jackets. And he told us Columbus could score. They can score. Their head coach is Granado there, and you've, you're watching teams – Fire their coach. I mean, he's got to he's got to feel a little nervous. Do you, would you think that yes, that's the difference maker for them now to get them back in a? Have the Pagulas given up on their just a Bills ownership base now? Have they given up on the Sabers? No. They want to spend money on a new coach there. Bills know, is the yeah. hottest team in the NFL. I mean, I know what they're know what games they're watching. It yeah. kind of feels like I don't know how much attention that you've gotten. From the Pagulas. Doesn't seem like as much. Um, 
And I think Granado probably wants to keep it that way. God, the Sabres are spinning their wheels, man. Like, attendance isn't great in Buffalo. You know, when you don't win forever, that tends to happen. Great fan base. I love Buffalo fans. I want the Sabres to be good. But they're spinning their wheels here, and I would like to see them do yeah, some stuff. Like, not just and, and trying there hard. are, like, I am, I like watching Alex Tuck. Buddy, I like so many players right? on that team. And we know we've nicknamed. Darlene's amazing. Tage. Super Mario hey, with so his ability to yeah. have the wing, wing, wingspan of, like, 20 like, feet. Like, Cousins isn't scoring, he's, but he's a pretty good all-around player. I just don't. Power has, has not defended great, but he's a good player, too, like Rasmus. It just feels like they're all so young, mm. and they all have to take this, like, collective step together. Yes. And it didn't happen yet, right? And it's just like, if you're, an, if you're a Sabres fan, has it been... Three straight years of like, this is the year you take the step. And it's like, nope, you're still stepping in the crap. Here. You're waiting for the goaltending to, yeah. to and come Levi's, around. And, you know, he's a kid. Leafs play tomorrow night. Tomorrow night in Buffalo. Boy, we'll be covering that game uh, regionally, which means I'll get the, <laughs> I won't find the key to the, here we go. The, the cupboard with all snack the lockers. Get, snack locker. Get, people listen to the show. You're going to get in trouble for this. He's going to, uh, yeah. Well, he's going to bring you're a skill song trouble. to the lock. <laughs> you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> Your phone's gonna be blowing up after the phone. After the... It's just one an energy bar. That's all. <laughs> it's just an energy bar. The Buffalo Sabers give up the third most high danger chances in the NHL this year. Well, the Leafs nine four <laughs> create about the most high danger chances. Oh, so. they get a lot. So, I expect old Devin Levi or whoever's in that to be busy. What, you were, what you're saying is for all the Leaf fans that are heading down there tomorrow night, they're in for a fun one. Because it's going to be 80% Leaf fans. Right before the holidays, you know, heading down to Buffalo, maybe get some last-minute shopping, head to Lenovo for some you, wings. It's a great time to go to a I wish I, wish I was going. But if you're Leaf fans, you wish that they wouldn't have lost 9-4. to four. You're right. The night before. There is going to be some attention to detail because well, they, they have the national spotlight Yeah, they stink, right but I don't think it's an easy... Uh, but they have talent. They're a talented It's just stink. one of those games where, like, Sammy, would you... Like, Leafs lose tomorrow night to Buffalo. You're really ticked off. I don't get really that ticked no? off about any regular season thing anymore. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, I would... I don't... I think the Leafs lay the eggs more, way more on home ice against bad teams than they do... In You're on really the road, granular on their stinks. Well, I yeah, I, I know this team. It. I got hey, a masters in this team. <laughs> give me the goal differential. Who's got a worse goal differential than Buffalo in the Eastern Conference? There's 16 teams. Who would be below them? Columbus. Wrong. There's no one. I'll save your time. Last. They have the worst goal differential in the Eastern Conference. Ouchie, wow, wow. <sighs> Again, I I I get they're really excited about uh, Levi Devin mm-hmm. Levi. Yeah, but. Sticking him in and thinking that he can grasp this to to make the Buffalo Sabres a potential playoff team now was just not the right ask. You think you should have brought him along a little more it's slowly? Just, it's too hard. It's just too hard to get. What's the last time a rookie goalie really contributed? I understand Joseph Wolf's playing very well. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know. Too like small a, of a like sample two size. Two weeks ago? That's what I mean. In our very city? Yeah, no, right? that's, that's, I don't <laughs> mean for just, a game. I mean, okay, like, listen, where's the uh, last rookie goalie, Aiden Hill? Does that count as a young guy who I, went on a run? It just doesn't. Carter Hart. But Aiden Hill was like 27. Carter Hart didn't light the world on fire, and he was considered the next Patrick uh, or um, Carey Price. It just doesn't happen. It's very uncommon for a guy to come in, be named the starter as a rookie, 21-2, whatever, and be the guy for the year. All right, Taves, you're telling me he called out uh, his team. Devin. Yeah, we have a clip, I think. What? Uh, Devon? Devon De- Taves? Devin Taves. Devon Taves? Devon. Devon? Devon. Um, White. Probably a, a lock for Team Canada. Next time, best on best, I would imagine. He has become Devin. a great player. Yeah. Uh, Derek, we could play the clip of him. There. I mean, it's, it's self-awareness. We need guys that know, you know, know how to play in our system, how to, how to play our game, and, and know what it takes. And uh, We have guys in here, I think we got some guys that think they're playing well, and I think they're kidding themselves at this point. It's, it's frustrating to play with, uh, you know, play out there when, when you got guys that think they're playing well and, and they're doing things that, you know, you have no idea what play they're going to make or, or where they're going to be on the ice. And uh, it's it's tough to play in this league when, when you don't know where your teammates are going to be. So, um, you know, that's where a lot of the frustration stems from. Ugh. Whoa. Yeah, that was pretty strong. That's maybe as strong a criticism uh, you've heard from an NHL player of his own players in the dressing room. Okay, I'm drawing a blank. Who called out uh, a teammate's dad? Lekkanen. Um, Ranton Lekkanen called, called out oh, yeah, Yes, right. Like yes. in his dad. Yeah. So I don't know. Another Avs interroom. Tr- little trouble in paradise over there. What's going on? Something. Listen, I like Taves a lot, and he is a Stanley Cup champion, and he is one of the leaders there. His team's nineteen, th- eleven, and two. I think if if he can look them in the eye, and I would. The only thing I would hope is he's already had this conversation That's behind sure. closed doors, yeah. and he's not scared to. To double down by sending it out through the media. You're right. If he has not had this conversation in person with his teammates, then it's a little bit of a, what are you doing, man? Like, let's have this chat here amongst us. And if he's very frustrated because it hasn't been happening, you know, you you don't want to speculate on who. Well, I do want to, to be honest. But we shouldn't. No. But, like, you know, you look around that room. He's talking about guys not being where they're supposed to be. If they think they're playing well, they're kidding themselves. Like, that's some competitive stuff. Don't know who it would be, but I imagine he, they know who they are. And he has one of the most intense leaders in the league in Nate McKinnon. Sounds like Taves matches that competitive. I'm telling you, Nate doesn't let that team sleep yeah. relaxed. They're, they got to be thinking, sleeping, and breathing, winning. That's... That's Nate. Yeah, and that's like the a, Nate dog. And I'm and they're nineteen four. They're forty points. They're tied for first in the central, and they're still leaning on each other this much. I w- it would be curious to know how things are in that room. And you talk about alpha dogs and grabbing by yeah. guys by the collar. This is a big sign it of that. Seems like it's happening in Colorado, where they're saying we don't like where some of you are going. I'm curious to know if Joe Sackick or who's the GM there now, even though it's Joe oh, Sackick yeah. running the team, uh, another guy, McFarlane. Sure. Sounds right. Um, You know, if these leaders on the team can't get these guys to to be where they're supposed to be, I'm curious to see if a winning team like Colorado makes changes at some point and says, yeah, we made a couple trades because we couldn't get the guys on our page. You know what? Just crushed them. Landis Cox.
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Losing him. Crush anyone. He's a stud. Like, oh. Really, like, winner, score, yes. fight, do whatever you need him to do. Yeah. It's yeah. Playoff built yes. type of guy. Yeah. That, uh, that, that, one, that one hurt for sure. All right. What else you got, Sammy? Mark uh, andre Fleury? Yeah. Uh, 549th win. It's too shy of tying Patrick Waugh for second most all time in the history of NHL. That's pretty surprising That's to me. like a really big number. Martin Brodeur, number one, and Fleury is going to end up number two, very likely, shortly. That, but, 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 sorry, that matches up? Yeah. Couple of good French Canadian well, goalers. No, but like, you know, no, he's had an Waugh, awesome career. Yeah, you put like, Patrick Waugh ahead of Flurry on the. Well, Mount yeah. Rushmore. Well, of course. Yeah. But like, Marc Andre Fleury isn't, you know, on the mountain beside Ra- Mount Rushmore for me. So, no? No. Mount Rushmore. I, it, com- it comes, it's, it's old wounds. But like, you know, I, the junior hockey stuff back from the World Juniors where he shot it in off his own guy, off the. Patrick he also O'Sullivan hunted away a couple playoff series. He, was, Pittsburgh like, he had moments where he was very bad. Yeah. So, so, Sammy, you, you asked me at the beginning of the show why oh. I'm a little dressed up. Oh, yeah. My father, George Kiprios, is turn, turning 90 today. Wow. Oh, yeah. my God. They named him the assistant yeah. coach of the Senators? He's, yes. <laughs> oh, there he is. With that look away, at that. George. Uh, there he is right there. This was, <laughs> this was almost 30 years ago, guys. Aww. They were on the float with me uh, at the Stanley Cup Parade, and it, he still talks about this as if it happened yesterday. Love that. So That's happy incredible. birthday, Dad. Happy birthday, Where are you going for dinner? George. Oh, we're going for a nice steak. boy. Yeah, that. nice steak in Markham. Well, enjoy. Hope it's a wonderful birthday. Yeah. Look, you got Jason yeah. Spezza there with you in that picture. Yeah, that guy does guy. look like Jason Spezza. <laughs> look at my mom's glasses. Oh, she looks mom like too? she's... She looks like a cop. Nice video, <laughs> she, nice video she, camera. She should be in Chicago Hope. I'd like to see that. The whatever video is on oh, that Chicago camera. Chicago PD. That's the one I'm talking about. I don't know. All right. Happy That's birthday, awesome. Dad. We'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us on the Real Kipper and Born Show. We're back tomorrow.